0: Looking down at the corner the
1: down. What is good, everybody? What is shaking? What's going down? thanks for tuning in to the dn cable presents podcast once again if this is your first time listening to the program thanks for checking out the show you can find fresh episodes coming at you every friday and if you want to help support the podcast in a free way you can go ahead and click subscribe on itunes and then click write a review and give the show five stars if you feel it deserving of so and that will help propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts and will make it easier for strangers to find the show and also just give it more national and some cases international visibility and that will help give more exposure to the folks that come on the podcast and and share their music with with more people around the globe so take the extra step you know Write the review. It only takes a couple minutes and it is uh, much appreciated. Super helpful. So much love to the folks that have already done so. And uh, much appreciation to all all the people that that continue to tune into this thing regularly. You can also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel. You find a bunch of in-studio performances, live show performances, and and whatnot. You can click subscribe there as well. And then you will know when the... uh, the new videos hit your feed. Super stoked to uh to hit you with this episode of the podcast. I I got to hang out with uh, Ella Ra of Gold Casio. We we had a cool chat over over at this amazing space called Funky Church, which is literally this old church that has been turned into a living space, and it was quite unreal. I I couldn't. I couldn't believe it, man. I, I just walked into this place and it was it was just amazing and, and so big and it just had so many different areas and, and such a killer space to to not only you know live but also to just seems like the type of environment where you where you create a lot of cool stuff and uh, my understanding it was the the gold casio you know, jam space for quite some time before most of the folks moved to New York. So it was cool to to get to hang there and and chat it up with Ella Ra. and we we, we talked, you know, just about the band and how it got its got its go and whatnot, and, and kind of where they are at now. So pumped to get into the conversation. Uh, I do want to uh, bring your attention to one very important calendar date. And that is November 20th. This is the big show, the big banger going on at the Doug Fur that I've been talking about for months now. And it is it is finally upon us. We're just days away from this show on, on November 20th. A live filming, a Dan Cable Presents live filming that we're doing at the Doug Fir with three amazing bands. It's going to be such a cool clash of genres and... Just a real, uh, a real dance party, you know. So make sure you bring your dancing shoes down there to the Doug Fur. Tickets are available, but going fast. So I would, uh, I would encourage you to uh, just go to that Doug Fur website and get your tickets right now. And we've got such a amazing lineup of Strange Hotels, Gold Casio is on the show this week, and uh, Autonomics rounding out the night it's gonna be so rad and uh, if you want to catch up on those other two bands the last few weeks have been strange hotels and autonomics on on the podcast so so check out those episodes get caught up you know get get familiar with the uh the lineup and then uh, come hang out with us for the for the party on 11 20 November 20th this coming Tuesday at the Doug Fur. It's going to be super rad, and uh, the the Doug Fir is my favorite venue in the city, and I've been wanting to throw a show there, rather, since I moved here. So this is a super big deal to me. So if you've been thinking about coming to one of these Dan Cable Presents events, I would encourage you to come to this one. This is the one that we want to pack out and uh, make sure that that room is is nice and full for the filming. Maybe come get your, your face on camera, find yourself in one of these videos that we're gonna release at the beginning of the year. It's gonna be super rad, and um, I promise you this is not a show to miss. It's going to be amazing. All these bands kill live, and uh, you should be there. Bring yourself, bring your friends, and let's have a dandy of a time there at the legendary Doug Fur. all right? Also, we got the the, uh, third annual Dan Cable Presents Holidays Party is uh, also right around the corner. I'm doing – it's the third annual, so I'm doing three nights at three different venues. Super pumped about that. The first one is on December 1st at Turn, Turn, Turn. The lineup for that is Beige Radio. They're coming down from Seattle. Rare Monk, one of my favorite Portland bands, as well as Small League Sing Ships who are going to be on the podcast next week. So that is night one at Turn, Turn, Turn. Bunch of amazing indie rock bands. It's going to be super rad. Pumped about that. All three nights of the holidays party are um, different genres of music too. So December 14th over at the Fixin' Two. That is uh, all hip-hop, funk, and soul. We got High Pulp coming down from Seattle. One of my favorite bands from the Seattle area. Debsy, and uh, the Reunion of Two Planets, which is going to be so lights out. And then um, the 15th, the following night, December 15th, at the Secret Society, we got Those Willows, Brother Not Brother, and Cedar Teeth for a lovely night of uh, folky rock and roll. So keep your ears and your eyes open for more details about that stuff, but... uh, like I said, the big banger going on just a few days away, November 20th at the Fur with Autonomics, Gold Casio, and uh, and Strange Hotels. All right? That's enough jibber-jabber up front, I, I, I suppose. Uh, don't forget to leave your iTunes reviews. Super important to the show. You can find everything at Dancablepresents.com is the central location for, for everything going on with the, uh, the podcast or new videos going on. I am uh, at Dan Cable Presents on Instagram and at Dan Cable on Twitter. I will put all of the links in the episode notes for uh, for Gold Cassio, so you can keep up with them as well. And uh, they've got some some cool videos to check out on on their YouTube channel. And all of their music is available on the you know all the streaming platforms, the iTunes, the Spotify, all that jazz. And we're gonna kick it off. We're gonna kick off episode 136 with Gold Cassio. We're gonna kick it off with their, uh, a track off of their Fever Dreams record. And uh, this is a jam called Social Lives and Single Types. Let's get into it. Buttered edition of the uh, the podcast here. Slippery. Um. Yeah, you ready? You ready to dive into this? You thing, know, what? Ariel? I'm greased up. You're you greased up. I'm
2: fully sunscreened, well, sunscreened. I've got my SPF. I'm I'm ready to rock and broil.
1: I feel like it wouldn't be right to not address the space that we're to in because it's space. this Welcome is uh, pretty unique 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 see this is very unique to the spice yes (laughs) it's pretty unique though like the you know i get the opportunity to kind of go into different practice spaces from from Mm -hmm. time to time and different bands but this this is uh the, the funky church
2: this is the funkiest one of them all uh not as haunted as you think it would be but uh from the front to the back of us We've got Christmas lights, we've got giant pews, we've got some Jonah inside the whale types of ceilings, and we also have a beautiful stained glass window.
1: It's literally an old church. It's
2: a bell tower, yeah. Pre-Gold Casio days.
1: And this is um, kind of like Gold Casio headquarters for the it last-
2: was, yeah. For,
1: for a very long time.
2: For a while. It harbored the birth, for sure. And we recorded our EP that just came out and then our first um, EP release. Record, it's recorded all of it. It's recorded a large majority of some of the album we might, yeah, we're putting out. A large part of it's been in these walls and in this um, cold-ass church. <laughs> it's cold right now. It's winter. It's hard to heat a church. And well, it's I just would so love... Big. It's so big. That's the best part about it. There's been some good parties here. Um, there's been a lot of in and out, a lot of different people, a lot of different types of artists, which is the coolest part about it, I've, I've always thought. And as someone who's never lived here, a lot of tears. I've cried here a lot and <laughs> through a lot of
0: transformations.
2: <laughs> and um, Tequila Forest was born here. It's forest. His uh, alter ego. Julius Cassian, born in these pews. And uh, there used to be a bell tower right there that I would just love to give a shout out to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of things, lots of things, lots of sunrises. Yeah. And encounters up on that bell tower. So yeah, that's the space. <laughs> so Gold
1: Cassio is, is one of these resourceful bands that, likes, that, that records their own music.
2: <laughs> yes, resourceful. I like that as the adjective to describe that.
1: Well, it's just so rad when you have people in your band that are capable of engineering things. I just think that that opens up a lot of different possibilities and Mm -hmm. allows you to explore a lot of different dynamics because you can kind of always record whenever you want and you don't have to worry about, always have to try to find time to be in the studio and things of that nature.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the amount of money we've saved from our uh, resourcefulness, yeah, is um, yeah, insurmountable to the output of things we've had the opportunity to work on together. I think number one is definitely studio time, and um, yeah, Brock Vespius, he's the man, he's the man, he's the man with the plan, he runs the studio, and um. It's been really cool to also work with people that are, we're all collaborating in the sense of full, total, like all totality in respect of each other's creative process. Whether it's like cool or, you know, not, not quite it. Or like, honestly, like, you know, I walked into the studio numerous times just being like, this fucking sucks and <laughs> for my own my own creation that i was like ready to just show everyone so the way that it's not just a resourcefulness and knowledge based and privilege and um dedication and it's it's not just that it's also a really cool dynamic where everything's allowed and we get to sort of watch each other allow it and tell each other what we think about it. And I've always eternally been lucky to be in a band where I can be myself and it's appreciated and everyone else can be their self and it's appreciated in the sense of creation, not just hanging out, like definitely in the sense of what we're making. Like we probably all together as a group became friends through what we were making over anything else before then. And that, I mean, that is the resource that's really been driving the ship, is just collaboration and doing it really respectfully. Not behind, like, not talking shit, not degrading one another, like, not having the sassy band dynamics that can sometimes be a lot of work. It's work in the sense of... um. What's the next step? How can we portray this? What's the social media aspect? Blah, 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 blah. Instead of this hoity-toity, petty, annoying-ass version of collaboration that like doesn't work and shouldn't work for people. I feel really lucky. Yeah. I feel so lucky for that.
1: Well, I think it's rad when you're in that sort of environment where, where all ideas are welcomed and everybody's kind of willing to explore those things with you. and Because then you can see what works you know yeah. it's i don't know i was just talking to autonomics about this thing yeah. that it's it's like it's worth the three minutes or however long it is to to check somebody's idea out and totally. everybody in that room is gonna feel if that thing and, and realize if it is good or not like for the song or whatever in that moment like of just trying it
2: right well and sometimes i mean i've sounded like a dick like shooting down an idea whether we rolled with it or not. And it's it's the allowance of both sides, like getting to express yourself and also kind of getting to be the dick, getting to be the naysayer, getting to be like, you know what, dude? I don't really know if it needs that or I don't know if that's going to work for me. <laughs> but when it's not the make or break and it's more of like the transformation into knowing more, getting in the right direction, getting on the same page, that's the part that's like, Yes, lucky. Thank you. Fucking yeah. That's I don't know. Probably the most juicy kernel. <laughs> juicy kernel. I like that. Juicy.
1: That's <laughs> like Sustenance. A, yeah. I don't even know. That's the a nice most. tag for the show. Patience. I try to pull things. You know. Yeah. That's a good. I like the, the juicy that, kernel. Give
2: me that juicy kernel.
1: Juicy, juicy kernel <laughs> moment weird. on the uh, on the program here uh talk to me about how gold Casio came together because i mm-hmm. I've seen your band play mm-hmm. a few times it's it's uh it's a very cool show it's very engaging and um yeah I think it's something that it's like a performance that seems to stick with people after they've seen it but I don't really know any of you of you guys personally so I don't really know too much about the band
0: Yeah, as far
1: as like history of it. <laughs> I just know that I like your band. And I think, um, you know, I've, I've been talking with Shane for a long time about how, yes. um, gold Casio and myself could like do some video content together or whatever. And, and that's like a big part of the reason that we're doing this Doug Fur show. Woo.
2: Um,
1: shout out up. to Shane. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Cause we talked about doing studio session and, uh, I just felt like that that wasn't the space that was going to capture the thing that you guys do so well. And that's, you know, your live show and the engagement with everybody in the room. So, like, I'm stoked that we're going to throw some things on film. So I'm super pumped about that. But yeah, yeah, like, I just don't really know a whole lot about how this thing comes together and, and what that whole situation is. So. Tell me everything, (laughs) Ariel. What is happening with this band?
2: It's really cute. Okay. The coming together story. I mean, you know, could have ascended from a starship, whatever. I could really go into detail on that realm. But overall, human realm. I went to fucking middle school with Forrest. And um, Forrest and Brock are brothers. So that's the most adorable. And then I'm pretty sure in Eugene, you know, Brock goes to college. Forrest is still in high school, so I'm still in high school. I'm younger than him. And Forrest is moving up towards being in Adventure Galley, previously band, with Brock, who's also in a band with George, um, Saint Cyrus. He's the bassist and Gold Casio. And so these boys like rocked it for quite a while, doing a lot of work in, you know, local scenes and moving into industries and moving just to like bigger cities and being part of um, the creative process. And then decided, I guess, Forrest really, like, branched off um, wanting to make music and just do it in his own context and then um, joined up with other homies around Portland. Um, Shout out to Ted, (laughs) for sure. Ted Tryon. And all of a sudden, you know, Brock's down. He's like, yeah. I mean, maybe George was down first, but overall other um, people that Forrest Newman was playing music with here were just down to jam, and that's really fucking cool. So they were playing shows. Forrest and Ted were playing shows at first, and
1: then... um, Were they playing as Gold Cassio? Yes, like that that was the name. Like, Gold
2: Cassio has been the name the whole time, and the members haven't changed a ton, but that's, like, that's what came first. And it starts with fucking Prodigy Angel Forrest Grenfell. (laughs) And so, I mean, I knew him from high school and middle school and used to, I tried to be in a band with uh, Forrest and our friend Jake Munson one time. And uh, it just turned to us into us like talking about music and smoking weed <laughs> and so, <laughs> the perfect recipe for friendship, you know, <laughs> and I sang for them one time as like the first time we hung out like auditioning as a, a you know, potential singer for their band in high school and probably killed it, one of But <laughs> later down the road, you know, after knowing them for quite a while, Forrest uh, hit me up within the first two weeks that I'd moved to Portland. I was probably 19. And then, yeah, I was like, yo, we got a band. I know you sing, here's what we're working on, do you wanna sing this song with us live? And I was like very shy in a way from living in a new city and just very sad in a way from a really deep loss in my life and was like, this is a really good friend of mine in a weird way, right? (laughs) And I moved to this city to make music and perform also as an excuse to just be like okay okay yeah I'm going to school I'm going to school I'm going to school but I really want to fucking play music and so the fact that they hit me up that soon into being there right at the perfect time with a task to do so I did it like played the show with them under 21 at Holocene and just sang one song that so like uh yeah that was already written and being performed with other people and it was amazing and uh I just latched on and wanted to practice and wanted to show up again and wanted to write stuff to things that they're already kind of producing and putting out.
1: You fell hard for it.
2: I fell real hard. I fell real hard. I'm like, they got me in a dire situation. But it was all it was all uh yeah, part of the Part of the plan, I guess.
1: What what year are we talking when We're this is happening?
2: We're talking twenty fourteen into twenty fifteen. Okay.
1: Yeah. So a few years ago, um, <laughs> had you done any singing with anybody else? Yes. Oh yeah. Before. Oh yeah. This uh, this thing with Gold Cassia.
2: Dude, yeah. Okay. Dude, so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, you- not nothing. More.
2: I mean, yeah, it was like a little like baby queen, like moving out of rural Oregon, so in, I mean, okay, so like, <laughs> fuck. I like did a lot of high school choir, I did a lot of high school choir, right on. Yeah, I smoked so much weed and got all the choir kids <laughs> high, I'm like looking over at Carson, for moral support. but no, I got...
1: You seem so apprehensive about wanting uh, to, like, release uh, that information of, like, being (laughs) in choir. My friend
2: Jake describes it like this. He goes, my mom would never worry what I was doing because (laughs) I'd just call her and say, no, mom, I'm with the choir girls. (laughs) Jake's who introduced me to (laughs) Forrest. This is, like, this is all part of the plan. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. Really, though, I couldn't help it. I was sort of in between... uh, yeah, it was sort of like bouncing around in groups in high school, and musically, especially in the context of voice, can be really fucking cool. Can be really fucking lame.
1: I mean, yeah, but, but you <laughs> like
2: musical theater. You know, I did a I did a fucking play once. Yeah, yo, you
1: know, I did. Whatever. A, I, hey, it was did a, a play lot of in high stuff. school.
2: Yeah, tell me. I what'd did you one do? play.
1: What you do? Like this bullshit called Picnic. This really old, like this really old play. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
2: I did uh, Little Women, the musical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that shit is wild. Like that's vulnerable on a different level to like just go out there and you have to remember all these lines and kind of just be out there with, you know, you're not singing along or anything. Because, you know, I've done singing bands or play shows or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's a way different thing to... Like, the whole acting thing.
2: No, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you
1: all the weird shit
2: I've done as a child and adolescent (laughs) and, like, young person just in the regards of, like, one, having, like, no holds barred about the way the imagination can affect, like, what you physically do. But, two, just, you know, I don't know. Performing is... So great, whether I'm doing it for, like, myself or my dog, at least at that time. Or, like, now, like, even trying out different mediums and different, you know, uh, genres and things like that. It's just the coolest.
1: It's next level. <laughs> it's, like, a whole... I don't know. It's a whole different, like, being mm-hmm. in, like, in those moments. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. Well, it's crazy because they... The, everyone I play music with in Gold Casio definitely were all bandmates, musicians, like thought of themselves in that way before I even joined the band. And I definitely didn't really even think of myself in that way until like maybe like two, maybe like one, maybe like six months, maybe just like pretty, you know, it's very new. And that's the part that fits in really cool with i don't know i just feel very held and carried and like you know people's first or second band can be sort of like a grueling adolescent experience and it's really cool to for me to have it be really spot on and really inspiring and also you know trying to hustle it up trying to trying to get her done trying to push the word get her out
1: there when uh After that that first gold Casio show for you, since you you fell so hard for it, did that kind of make you realize that you wanted music to be a part of your life on a different level? Like, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, right now, more than ever before. So that's... That's Yeah, that's sort of where that stands. And it's, it's amazing. You can push all of your musicianship. You can get into one thing. And if... I mean, just from personal experience, when I started playing, just because of this one thing that I felt compelled to do and liked to do or it was easy for me to do, all the above, just by applying myself to go do it, it was a really fun way to meet all these other individuals, groups, however, that are just fucking killing it and pushing themselves in the same way where you like see those people that you're like oh my gosh fuck yeah yes you that is great that is great in so many different respects and so many walks of entertainment like I've definitely felt that feeling so I remember that and I admire those that apply it and like move on from doing that and get better in whatever way they want to, like, explore and express. And so different instruments, like, different types of performance, I've, yeah, I've just been blasted into this really cool creative space, thankfully to Portland, and thankfully to my boys, like, thankfully to the band.
1: Yeah, I think it's wild when you can just, you see something that that you build from nothing, and see how far you can take something, like, once you really start grinding on it and being like super passionate about it and just like just pushing it and just seeing Dude. seeing how far it can go as wild.
2: the grind is never ending it's so crazy it's so crazy i feel like the majority of the mentality behind successful parts of the industry is just like that's the only thing that can really get you
1: there can you persist and and like just hang in longer than other people and just...
2: Yeah, people get so down. They get so... I mean, I'd get down and so sad about it all the time. Where I'm just like, popular music. What are we doing right now? What yeah. are we doing? That's and not even just shit. pop music, but <laughs> just like, what is the method? What? Like, I don't know. And it's looking for meaning. I think it's something that's maybe a little too circumstantial and like personal and also at the same time is like manufactured and commoditized and I don't know there's so many examples of artists that make songs that get used for the wrong reasons just like there's examples of artists that Write songs to get an audience and proceed in the industry that, like, maybe they just weren't really down with, or didn't, or regretted yeah. after, or what the fuck ever. Like, industry standards is a whole school of a mess of things that I think is really important to figure out. I think also Gold Casio thinks is really important to figure out. And it's uh, sometimes. Uh, a little hard to have that conversation with other artists. Yeah. Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's hard to just talk about the work behind it. It's good to talk about the inspiration and everything, but just sort of the, all the different ways that you're playing the game into a business. You're playing the game. You're playing the fucking game. Yeah. And, I think it just takes a lot of observation and listening and then you have to try and match that with like calculated output and um, that is a dance that I am just getting to know. (laughs) (laughs) Which is all part of that like progression of just like recognizing yourself as a musician and trying to own it and um, find all the different ways you can apply it to yourself and to the future and to what you want to do yeah
1: um earlier you kind of spoke it to gold casio as being something that that seems like super collaborative is um is forrest still kind of like the songwriting engine <sighs> though like behind behind the band like is he the one that kind of brings a lot of the skeletons of of songs to the band or Dude. like what is the what is that process like for what you, what y'all are doing
2: um it varies that's the cool thing about it um is that George um can kind of come at the band with a song that he's been working on by himself Forrest can come at the band with a song he's been working on by himself um you know there's songs that Brock and Forrest have written exclusively there's songs that Brock has gotten started on and really launched on like the way that everyone sees and intersects with each other and hangs out and how much like music making is sort of inundated into the way we interact has produced some pretty cool stuff, you know? And there's a lot of songs on our last EP that were written in my end of things, like lyrically and with the main melody and stuff that were just part of like hanging and being like, yo, you wanna throw down on this right now? Yeah. that we you know we're fire You're
1: <laughs> talking about this the sinners ep yeah yeah that?
2: yeah For yeah sure. where it was like we're gonna lay down a demo on this right now so let's do it all in one and um yeah sitting down and just kind of feeling the essence of everyone which i think is probably something that everyone in the band could relate to and that's how you that's how you carve out your place in a song. When you're working with so many fucking creative geniuses, like that's the way you carve out your place in a song is really taking in what everyone else is totally capable of. And it changes for every song because of what's being accomplished and what's being presented. So um, I think that's my favorite part about it. And also there's like tons of stuff we make and freestylers come up with at first and we're like, I don't fucking know this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone's like, I don't know, yeah, maybe it does. But um Yeah. Working with that many sassy and creative individuals at one time is the yeah, the biggest like motivating factor that I've gotten. Um just because there's enough like respect and like demand happening on both sides.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's when it like starts to really, really hum and, and kind of like work really well though. When everybody's working on that level, it seems, you know, where people are (laughs) all in it to the same, same depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know there's there's a lot of different voices on the record as far as like who's taking the lead on on certain songs. So are the lyrics something that's also done really collaboratively?
2: Yes. Yes. Um
1: Like are you singing lead on the songs that you're writing? Yes. Yes.
2: I think that that can that sticks pretty true um to a lot of the songs. There's the there's an occasional few where um someone wrote it and maybe like demoed it with their own vocals and we're like no 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 that's that's a place for you like george has done that with me before or we'll decide to just put both in to sort of beef it up a little bit um a lot of the time me and Forrest are singing together and that's because of the collaborative effort of like writing the song um and yeah there's a lot of the times where we'll be going on a roll with something and there'll be ample space where it's just carved out for someone else where it's like, oh, this is where I thought of you and this is where I thought of you and this is where we're going to harmonize together and that's um, your time to shine, that sort of thing. So it almost, from having the awareness there of everyone's capabilities, I feel like it's sort of made its way into our process of writing where time allotted and like creativity ability allotted is included in the original framework or, um, absolutely like encouraged for sure.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems like, you know, y'all just write some real (laughs) booky music, you know, and, and it seems like everybody's, uh, just doing their thing to serve the song and mm. and that usually uh, produces good things it seems when everybody's you know willing to do that and like you said just listening to everybody and yes. hearing the ideas and whatnot
2: it is yeah it is so special like creative interactions we have with people i know that a lot of people maybe have majority of their inner circle as creative Um, homies, but I didn't have that before, and it's like a very cool thing to be feeling into and recognize, like, oh my gosh, like, Portland, whoa, thank you so much. Whoa, like, this is, yeah, what a place to, like, leap from, what a place to come into. It's so sweet.
1: It's just, yeah, it's fun when you get to share that experience with other people.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, they totally... They totally carved the way in a certain way, too. And so um, Gold Casio as a whole feels a lot, a lot of just bittersweet and real strong lovey-dove feelings about both, like, coming into our own here and also, like, launching off to other places. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: The most fun shows always still. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty biased. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I feel like that your band has, uh Gold Casio has created that buzz, you know, around town. And I felt like it, it yeah, it just seemed to, like, pick up speed real Yay. quickly. And, like, when one person started saying it, you, used to, like, heard other people, oh, like, Gold Casio sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I also see people coming there, like,
2: really wanting to not like it, too. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite. That's my favorite
1: part, too. Is your favorite (gasps) part to, like, turn those people?
2: Yeah. And
1: just for them to be like, yo, just, like, give into it. Like, this shit is fun.
2: (sighs) I just, when we first started, I really had this sense where I was like, y'all miss dancing. Y'all miss dancing around at shows. And, like, not. you don't have to, like, know how to dance or just, like, wear i don't know it was just it was just allowed like it wasn't just one you know kind of yeah, wacky dad sure. or like very inspired other person like dancing at the front it was like fun to like move and bob and sway and like i mean yeah get your party on like get your get your shindig on like i'm not i'm not trying to be super serious up there
1: yeah and you can tell that like I, there's obviously intention in the songwriting that like you guys want to make music that makes people want to have a good time and dance you know like yes. it's party music it's, it it's is. super fun it but is. it's but the the musicality and, and the technicality of everything happening is mm-hmm. is also very next level too so
0: mm-hmm.
2: well it's like the disco like we kind of started from the sense of like you know disco and funk music you know <sighs>
1: That's the vibe. Can't,
0: yeah,
2: that can't be lost from pop music. It can't. It can't be. And so, I think, I think those are the like three, uh, the the what is it? The trifecta. Yeah, the trifecta, if you will, of some really fun shit that you know you can't help but sometimes you're like, God, I don't want to tell anyone, but I love this song (laughs) 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 i mean of course (laughs) the goal is to make songs that a lot of people would love but you want to win the other ones over too yeah for sure have you ever had that like what's your song where you're like i don't want to tell anyone but i
1: love this song oh you know what i think it was uh like when i first heard lord I was like, oh, I fucking love this. <laughs> like and like I love that record. Yeah. Like I think that pure heroin record is is like an amazing record. Like I love that. and when I heard, but I was just like, why the fuck do I like this so much? <laughs> um yeah, I said Yay. it. That's cool. Fuck you know, yeah. it's the, program. It's the um, program. Let's dip into uh, a jam off this Sinners EP, which is the, the last thing yes, that please. y'all released. And uh, yeah, this song is called Make You Mind.
2: just talking about thrice So oh, yeah, shout we out talking, to thrice yeah shout out to thrice
1: always <laughs> <laughs> these people have heard me talking about thrice Oops. just always telling them about my crush that's that's a bucket list band for me to have on this podcast for sure
2: what it yeah. hasn't happened yet not yet you guys petition
1: <laughs> petition we gotta get th- gotta at least get dustin on we
2: come on what what just one time i'm gonna just send him a postcard <laughs> i be like, all right,
1: here's the I deal. I endorse this podcast.
2: Here's the deal. For some reason, I don't know, I think I got away with words. Maybe I could, uh, you know, I get w- a look. I would, uh, <laughs> that's on me.
1: I'd I'd appreciate it, you know.
2: <laughs> Stay tuned.
1: <laughs> Do it. Um, so one of the things that I think is so great about Gold Casio is, is that, you guys seem to create this environment in the live show with just the full costumes, like everything gold, you know, really going in on the glitter, like like everything, you know? It's true. When, when did that become a thing for the band? Like where you decided, yeah, like we need to do something that is going to... Make people remember what is happening.
2: Yes, yes. No, it's true. We didn't do that at first. I mean, I guess I don't even know. I mean, I know that we um, had the conversation with Grace. Shout out to Grace Poteet. Woo woo. um, About making like memorable live shows and like adding you know, like visual elements, branding, that sort of side of um, making yourself just like like memorable, like just having like your thing that people are like, oh, that's your thing. I remember that. And um, I am definitely always been like a little freak when it came to like the occasions to get dressed up. (laughs) And so I think I really just um, kind of took it and ran with it and same yeah same with everyone else (laughs) yeah you just
1: go like all in on the performance Mm
2: -hmm. yeah it's oh man i yeah there's a lot of different types of performers that i look up to and enjoy and so it's really fun to sort of um i don't know feel the different ways that those inspirations sort of show their faces within
0: yeah, not like, what like I'm going for, what who, I'm doing.
1: Uh, who are some of those people that that maybe have like influenced that side of the performance for you and and kind of informed mm. your your boundaries with it or
2: Oh, uh well, I mean, let's to make it not too much of like a <laughs> of a recap on all the things that I love statement. I I'm just going to go first with drag queens. Um, Really, really inspired by drag. Yeah? Yes. So inspired by drag. What Um, What
1: is it about it that is so inspiring to you?
2: I think that there's an element of so many different types of glamour and then this element of like power and then this like friendliness and an accentuated relatableness that goes into um, a lot of the action and like look behind queens. (laughs) And you can, yeah, alter anything with an alter ego um, that is Yeah, the fun, accentuated perception of just exactly what you embody. It doesn't need to be extra. It doesn't need to be outside of your realm. It's just sort of like, you know, the version of this ridiculous version of, this fucking scary version of, this really like, you know, cutesy, whatever, pop, blah, blah, blah version of. I i don't know the ability to transform so i've seen that in like a lot of drag a lot of different types of dance um so yeah so much choreography across the board which yeah
0: and
1: you like, just gravitate towards that and yeah just like fully immerse yourself well in, there's in so that many types like so many
2: cultures so many traditions and it's like not taking from any of that whatsoever but Seeing just, like, so many um, really, like, Butoh is a beautiful example of, like, dance and costume that is just an example of unabashed ability to just project, like, emotion and feeling into people that are present. Because of what you're doing, because of being really present with it and, like, really trying to give that out and um, that's why I've always really loved drag because <laughs> that's an example of that happening however I grew up in rural Oregon so that's definitely not like the first type of performance I saw that just blew my mind um, and I can't help but kind of nerd out on all the theatrics behind performances and like costume changes and like um lighting and um like visual effect choreography whatever sort of
1: yeah and that's and that's what's so sick about like the gold casio shows is that it it very much is um a performance i -hmm. feel like it's it is a show you know for sure it's not just a band playing their music it it very much seems to be a show and yeah, like when did you guys start making it more interactive with the, uh, with like the crowd and kind of, you know, I've been to <laughs> shows. I was at, I think the, uh, the fever dreams mm-hmm. release at Doug. Was oh. that at Doug for right? Um, yes, it? it was. Yeah. Okay. I was there. <laughs> I was at that and you guys had like a makeup booth pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like, ready for people Mm -hmm. to just roll in there and they could, you know, Mm -hmm. join the the gold Casio, like, glitter gang and paint their faces and all that (laughs) jazz, you know?
2: It's true. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of the time, it's just nice to at least be offered to be a part of something that's happening that night. Like, especially if you're headlining. Like, that's like... You know, like, you're like, hey, this is our party that we're throwing. For sure. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> get on in here. That's Do you right. want to put some shit on your face? Come get glitter. Also, you know, do whatever you want and hang out. But I think a lot of also the live show elements is just, like, a honest, like, appreciation for people that are there. And I can't help but want to point people out and, like, kind of like sit like sometimes people are fucking hilarious like and they're they're not trying to be but like to me it's just like pure joy like some things that are fucking hilarious are just pure joy and so if I can't help but like you know this wonderful person in the corner feeling it with some wacky hands up in there I'm gonna be like <laughs> wacky hands I fucking see you what's up tonight in between songs because I just yeah, the on stage, honestly, any time that people are truly interacting with your music, it's kind of the juice. The juice. If you have time to take that in and like, you know, catch the scene like I do when I'm up front and like interacting with people and hanging out. Yeah, it's different when we're on tour at shows where there's, like, no one there, <laughs> you know, or, like, you know, yeah. your first time in, like, a random, you know, like, a Spokane or something, and I'm, I'm still hanging, I'm For still having sure. a time, but it's definitely different than, like, the single release in your hometown where you're just wanting to make people have the best time because you're just so fucking happy that they're there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have as much to feed off of to uh, go all in and yeah. do the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you're still trying to do it up. You're trying to bring them in, you know, yeah. so that the next time they're like, break the Wah! barrier. <laughs> I love when people come out dressed up. That's like the the new thing that's been happening is people catch the word that it's. Like, yeah. It's like that's got to like, be amazing that, to
1: see these these people show up yeah. already, you know, Alter in, in the you gear, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's really great. It's really great. It's it juices me every time, you know. I'm like coming there like the most extravagant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: Person and at least dressed in the room, so I can't help but love it when people are also coming with that same like vibe. For sure. <laughs> Feeling. Yeah.
1: Um, was the was the process or approach to putting out the Sinners EP and that batch of tunes? Um, a lot different than what happened with the the previous release, or everything kind of go mm. along the same <sighs> same uh, process. There,
2: um, definitely a different process. Certainly a different process. Um, but also with all the same kind of folk, that was a really fun thing. Um, we got picked up by Freak Out Records, shout out, um, for the release of the Center's EP and, um, yeah, that was just a really, like, deeply wonderful connection to make within the West Coast up in Seattle and, um, they're such a fun label with a really fun array of music happening in the area, so, um yeah that it's just been a pleasure everything they've set up for us since then has just been such a dream and i think that was a really big difference from the last cp um where we were working with the same pr person through both um with michelle so it felt cohesive in the way that um music was being sort of put out and like pushed and kind of scheduled And then at the same time it had that perfect kind of upswing of interaction and like interest to kind of, you know, boom, get jump up to the next level. It was, yeah, it felt like a way more buttered breeze from the first release, Um, but it was because of the people that we were collaborating with and paying and, you know, depending on and really helped us through, so
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know. That that um ghost. That collection Boo-boo. of tunes is is super rad and the uh the title track sinners is is definitely my I think that's my favorite track in the old uh, Gold casio catalog thus far. Oh, I that's love a, that. That's a <laughs> that's definitely a big one for me. Yay. Um, I but. think it just shows off a different dynamic from anything else that's on on the records.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a lot more of that, Um, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot more of that kind of coming, I guess I could say. Yeah, there's sort of a transition from the songs that we had in the bank and we're creating from, between um, the Fever Dreams EP into the Sinners EP. And so there's kind of this really cool um, next set coming with the full album that's going to be launched off of kind of like what was being created towards the end of that. And Sinners was just um, done, like demoed and like really like put into the live set and um, transformed into the studio version really quickly. So it was really easy to just like tack that on to what we were like also processing and finishing with the first EP or that, sorry, the sec- yeah, within the second EP. Um, with the first so it kind of helps connect the two eps and then um what we're diving off with from sinners is going to be sort of into the next variation from there and so yeah i feel like that song is like a really big crux into and it was really important for us to make it was like a really broad collaboration i think i was like out of the country for a period of time while i wrote it and then Forrest was here and working on stuff with Brock and George had just gotten back from being gone and like everything was sort of like back and forth. And it was this really big um, coming together of ideas that sort of launched us into the next set of what we were making. And so, yeah, there's a lot of momentum from that song. That's just carrying us into the next thing. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yeah, for Also sure. Brock fucking worked his ass off on it and it's, just produced so beautifully and i've never um felt like so emotionally moved by my own voice (laughs) and my own writing on a song and um yeah that it it makes my brother cry all the time which is fucking really cute and (laughs)
0: hilarious (laughs) he
2: just like cries when he listens to it and then tells me every time when he cries (laughs)
1: this brought you all the the mixing of yes. Everything too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. He does all, yeah, yeah. A lot of the mixing. That's right. everything, um, yeah.
1: Everything sounds just super fat.
2: Yeah. He so. works um, with another person who sort of, um, I don't know, was like a guru to him in the way um, of just bringing a lot of new knowledge and welcoming him into his studio space. And so um, I know that Jeremy has really helped kind of guide a lot of ideas behind um, the way that we've like progressed in the mixing. But Brock is such a whiz and he works so fucking hard and pulls off some stuff that just is like, you you know, like so valuable to a band, so valuable. And then, you know, finds, you know, the great way to master it and like print it through tape and just like make it sound fucking
1: awesome <laughs> for sure <laughs>
2: yeah yeah like yeah he is the wizard is there, of
1: Is there a lot of songs that are kind of more produced before it's even before you even try to perform them as a band i like, guess um, there are a lot of building of songs in that way or is it a lot of more actually just like live jamming in a room
2: oh that's fun That's fun because we always definitely take time for jams and there's a really fun way that jams have like turned songs into things and a lot of stuff since we're coming together as like a collaborative group, a lot of stuff has been um, at least sort of like framed in some certain like skeletal sense of a song. To present it with everyone else. So, um, our process, especially as of right now with songs, is to um, like, you know, they come into fruition from however. And we have like folders of demos going, folders of current things going, um, things that are just like being newly introduced that we email and like start throwing into the project folders and stuff. And from there, it just um, goes into sort of like a demo sense where we're all feeling really good on our parts with it or even if we haven't figured out like the perfect synth part you're gonna play or blah, 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 it's taken into a live setting. So trying to play songs live after they come to fruition is a good way of just ensuring that we're all like feeling really great about what's happening. And that's where the jam's coming from. Like, that's where everyone's like finding those parts. And then coming into the studio again in a final version that's based off of, you know, jamming it live and seeing um, how people like react or what's up. And the organic process allows for it to sort of change throughout those different stages in its own way and um, comes out looking different especially after you record the final version and then you like take it on tour and you're doing all the different jams with
0: it.
1: You find so. all the juicy kernels. <laughs> oh
2: my <laughs> gosh. Way to circle it back. Yeah. You
1: gotta, you gotta throw a little callback in there every once in a while, you know?
2: Yep. Juice it up.
1: Um, y'all obviously have a lot of, of love for the city of Portland and you've, you, you've built a buzz here and, and, and a cool following. Um, but you, you are in the process and most of you have already relocated to New York, correct?
2: It is correct. Um, it is so.
1: Yeah. Talk to me about like the, that process and, and just like, <laughs> are you super pumped to kind of start this new chapter out there with the band and, and see, see what it can do in, in a completely different market?
2: Definitely. Like, hell yeah. I mean, if it was harder than it's been for everyone to just kind of beep, 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 beep out there, like, I mean, yeah, Forrest got, like, a dank job. (laughs) A very wonderful job at 88 Rising, and Brock just, like, nestled into, you know, like, interning for a studio where he can just apply his knowledge and launch off from there and george moved there first he was the launching like kind of frontier mission
1: yeah like when he moved there was his like intent to like he was the everybody was gonna kind of follow or like Mm. did he go and he was just like you guys are gonna move here
2: (laughs) well we had talked about it as like sort of a thing like a joke for a while like we'd be like moving to New York City, we're moving to Tokyo, like mostly just New York City and Tokyo or just anywhere in Japan. was <laughs> like the sort of fantasy plan. Um, and then uh, Grace, who is a good friend and um, works to help manage and kind of guide us in our way, she... Um had yeah moved there a couple of years ago, and so that was also sort of like a sneaky pull. She's really good friends with the boys from back in the day they all grew up together too, and so that was like this other sort of industry pull because she's a creative director now for sure um and yeah it it was a little sort of like um like a portal, like just a little like do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seems and, uh, like your
1: music is going to make like a lot of sense there to me.
2: I, I think they miss dancing, too. Yeah. And I went there to a great show, but then it was, like, a lot of crazy DJs, which is great for dancing. But then, you know, some people are just, like, you know, just it's, like, Tuesday, and then they're just, like, there. But then I went to another show in New York where it was just, like, um, like some cool dad rock. And I love a good dad rock, you know? It's really good. Yeah. But... I think I think some parts of New York want to dance again too. And there's so much fucking music and like culture and different ways to explore all of art there. That, I don't know. A couple of years ago, I would not have been like, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, And I totally tell people and they're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. it." They're all there. I mean all my boys live there and Gold Cassio is fully going there and Connor like Sparkle my 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 man listen to Glisten He's already out there soon enough too so we got a full we got a full crew once I'm there and um I can't help but just be excited to like be all in the same place creating again in some sort of incubator for um art. Just really yeah, just really trying to push it and meet some other people. Yeah. Meet some people that are just also trying to push it and do it. And it's I love Portland to death and I also encounter some people that are so conflicted and like really like if anything, I'm like, come with me <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like incubation for art. Like you can stay there as long or as little as you want, but I'm excited it's gonna be good for me personally it's gonna be good for the band they're already killing it all of the boys out uh, you know they're fucking they're killing it out there so um, I can't help but be really excited about yeah. everything and also freak out records they're in Seattle but they also extend to Brooklyn and um, right yeah I mean if anything um, we're all just gonna be in one place and can just keep on jamming and scheming and meeting and you know, doing the thing like making art with people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's good to be around those people to to kind of keep you going and. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's super Aww. fun to see people doing I miss doing em. cool things.
0: I miss them.
2: Yeah, they're <laughs> back in a week.
1: Right gonna on. Be some
2: it's gonna be wacky. Absolutely, <laughs>
1: super super yeah. pumped to have. Gold Casio on this uh, this Doug a show. We're gonna have a lot of fun. For <laughs> I this, love that, this filming.
2: I love that venue so much.
1: It's my favorite. Am I coming
2: in on a trapeze? What am I doing? We're ziplining. Oh,
1: that'd be wild. Can we zip in? I don't know. You're gonna have to clear that with the uh, the old Dougie Fresh over there. Yeah, I
2: gotta get like the like a fire department okay on that.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: All right, look out. <laughs> Start getting that
1: paperwork together. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna be on a. Sh- in a a tank of sharks uh, on like (laughs) a rolling system and a good ramp that just rolls me up on stage
1: there'll be protesters outside to protect the sharks
2: I'm not gonna touch them (laughs) oh god you're right (laughs) okay maybe they're not gonna let that fly here ooh maybe uh, mm, how about just like some sea sponges
1: sea sponges
2: no um how about maybe some like nematodes no <laughs> i could like inhale that newts no newts. they're poisonous um newts. some shrimps <laughs> I'm, bed- <laughs> I'm fucking being oh, a man. bitch <laughs> um <laughs> no i you know what What's your favorite marine animal?
1: My favorite marine animal. Wow. Go. Go. Home. Home. Wow. Home. Marine animal. I like whales. Whales oh, are cool. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. What's your best whale sound?
1: I, I don't think I have a best <laughs> whale sound. I don't. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: <laughs> what would you name a whale if you had one? Daryl, beluga or whale shark?
1: Um, I think killer whale for sure. Oh like, my yeah. gosh, Shamu. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> Shamu.
2: There's gonna be some people protesting. And we can't bring it to the dug <laughs> fur. It's not big enough.
1: <laughs> Blackfish part two.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> dude, do not. go. Don't let the gold Casio name go down, go <laughs> down. blackfish part two I'm not taking them yeah. down
1: I'm not taking them anyway you guys
2: um, no marine animals will be hurt none in will the be party injured. of the dug fur
1: the duck fur doesn't even allow marine animals in there so we're all good
2: it's a cruise ship though <laughs> the duck. it feels like a cruise ship
1: the duck fur
2: I have to say it every time because I'm just I know everyone knows that's I mean. so good
1: it does cruise ship There's a hotel surrounding it and, and then yeah it's like wild.
2: a it's like a it's like a alaskan pacific cruise ship party floor <laughs> thanks doug for love you much
1: love doug mm-hmm. for uh thanks for hanging
0: oh <laughs> thanks.
1: it's fun to uh you know hear about the band and whatnot hell and yeah um yeah I just always enjoy a, a gold Casio show is always uh, pretty next level. So pump to uh catch one on film so we can, you know, share with some people what a gold Casio show is like.
2: Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you can, come come to the show. Come
1: to the show <laughs> on November twentieth. <20th> yes. <laughs> at the Duck Fur. Yeah. With Strange Hotels and Autonomics, it's gonna be super rad.
2: Honestly, if you're like I want to go to the show, but I don't want to pay for a take it. And you hear this right now? Hit me up, because I'll prove you wrong. I'll be like, "Come, I'll like, I'll get you in. I'll, I'll put you, you, in. you on my plus one. I don't give a shit." <laughs> but even if you're that person that's like, "I'd go, but I don't want to pay," like, just come. just come, come on, come, come on, on, let's play.
1: Just come out. Uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, uh, it's a program. <laughs> so we got to get the uh, the proper, it's a program for What's you. What's
0: my best voice?
2: <laughs> it's a program, brother. <laughs> come on down.
1: That's amazing. It's the program. It's Gold Casio. <laughs> it's it's Ariel from Gold Casio. Just uh, crushing it here on I the I love mic. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for, for hanging. Okay, and sweet. we're going to play it out with Sinners.
2: Hell yeah, Dad. Off of
1: the Sinners EP. And I'll put all the links to uh, Gold Casio in the episode notes so people can follow you all on on the old gram or yeah. uh, wherever people follow folks these days on the internets. You know? <laughs> Party forever. And that's the Jelly Jam. That's the Juicy Kernel, And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, Portland.
0: program, brother.